broadcasting from the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs, Colorado. It's time for Kick Set with USA Swimming, bringing you interviews with athletes, coaches, and experts from age group swimming to the national and Olympic teams. Hello and welcome to Kick Set. I am your host for today, Dan McCarthy. Um, I hope you've been enjoying all the uh, the recent content we've been getting out there this past month. We've had uh, two great guests, Erica Sullivan and Jaunty Skinner, join the Kickset podcast. If you haven't had an opportunity to listen to those interviews yet, I highly recommend you uh, download or click on them as soon as you finish up with this one. Today, we're kicking off the one-year countdown for the 2021 Tokyo Olympic Games, and uh, we have Coach Dave Durden, the head coach of the men's team, uh, coming in to talk with us about those preparations. Speaking of preparations, if your club has recently opened or is about to open the facility back again to get up and swimming, please be sure to visit the usaswimming.org resource page, the COVID resource page, uh, links through the front page of our website, and it's an excellent resource um, for whatever um, your needs or preparations may be. As I mentioned earlier, uh, Dave Durden's here to help us count down or get ready for the 2021 Olympic Games. And Dave, in addition to be the head coach of the University of California at Berkeley, he's been on Olympic team staffs, he's been on world championship staffs, he's been on Pan Pacific staffs, he's an NCAA champion, he's had athletes that have won gold medals, and it's my pleasure to have him in today to talk about, you know, what the next year is going to look like, um, you know, the postponement of the Olympic Games and uh, how, how he's viewing it. Um, there's going to be a little extra meaning and significance to these games because of everything that, you know, our country and the rest of the world has been struggling through um, in preparations for the 2020, 2021 games. Um, Cal had, you know, their own set of challenges in handling the quarantine, and Dave offers some insight into how they handled it, and also some really important um, background and insights regarding social justice and how important that was uh, to, to his team uh, these past couple of months. Also, please, you know, make sure you listen to the whole po podcast so that you get an opportunity to hear how Dave ended up at... Um, the University of California, Berkeley, um, his path from a swimmer in Texas um, across the country and, you know, the head coach of that program. Well, I hope you enjoy the podcast and let's take a listen. Dave, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm doing well, thanks. Okay. Well, this podcast is officially being launched as our kickoff as one year out from the uh, 2021 Tokyo Olympics. and you're here to kind of get us started as the head coach of the men's team. Um, I assume this is just one more year of super excitement for you. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I wouldn't say super excitement because it's going to be hard to sustain that for the next year, but, uh, but, but certainly excited. Anytime you, you, you have that idea that you're a year out, then, uh, you know, kind of the heart rate goes up a little bit, uh, you know, purely because of the excitement uh, of, of what's coming. So, uh, yes, excited. I will be super excited when we get to, uh, April of next year, uh, May of next year, as we get, uh, as we get closer to the trials. 
um, you kind of talked about like being able to sustain it. One of the things I've been thinking about, there's honestly, there's never a good time to have a pandemic. However, um, this was about the best timing we could hope to get. If it had happened any earlier, um, we would have had a much longer period of time wondering if it was going to be postponed or not. If it happened later, we might have all shown up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, um, you know, again, it's, it's never a, it's never a good time for a pandemic. Um, it, um, it, it did come at an awkward time in terms of the NCAA season and, and just having that, um, that meet, uh, especially for seniors or for swimmers that have qualified for the first time, swimmers that have never experienced an NCAA championship, uh, to have that, um, to have that canceled, uh, is, is, is tough for those, for those athletes, uh, is if, if you look beyond that into the international calendar, uh, yes, I mean, it, 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 it was probably as, as good a time as it, as it could have happened. And that's kind of weird to say in terms mm-hmm. of a, a pandemic, but it, uh, you know, had you been, uh, you know, a couple of weeks out of trials and, and then kind of that come down, that excitement, that get that prep, that getting ready to race, uh, that, that would have, um, you, you know, really kind of had been a, a bigger and emotional kind of, you know, punch in the gut for athletes that were training for four years for this moment. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to get that punch in the gut from an NC2A season, but the NC2A meet happens every year. You know, the Olympics happens once every four years. And even though um, the Olympics were just postponed and not canceled, it uh, it would have been a bigger punch in the gut had that had the same time as the NC two A. I mean, two weeks out, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna pause. Um, you mentioned the international calendar, and for the foreseeable future, there aren't any international events, and it's likely that the Olympics could be the first international event, maybe in any any sport. You know, you know, come next July. So is that going to add any meaning to representing the U.S. as we come out and perhaps our first international representation since the entire world quarantined? Yeah, I mean, it, it, I think it, it adds a, a level of significance. I don't think, I mean, I, and, I, and I think it's, it's even going to be more and more as we go from where we are right now a year out to you know, where we'll, where we'll be in, in Tokyo or, or even, uh, at, at our trials meet, um, it, the, the level of significance of, of, of being, uh, of representing, uh, the United States. I mean, I, I feel like we, we've got work to do as a country from where we are right now and, and, uh, to, to go through, uh, the adversity as, you know, as citizens of this country with, um, with, with the pandemic, with, uh, acknowledging the, the the social injustice that you, you know has 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 you know, just kind of you know kind of hit you in the face right now. It's like okay, you know what we, we've got to do better. We've got to do more. Um, you, you know, with with all with with, with us just as human beings, we, we've got to be better. We've got to we've got to do more. And and taking taking care of that responsibility um, is is something that I think is is really going to bind us together going into um, going into an Olympic Games. And as I said, I mean, you know, as we said right now, we still have work to do with that. I mean, it's not, 
you know, talking about it is one thing. It's just the, the, the action of that is, is, is another. And, uh, and I think it, it, it allows us to, you know, to, to take down some barriers and, and to, and to you know, talk about some things as a, as a, as a group, uh, as a, as an Olympic team going into a Tokyo Olympic games. And, um, if we're, you know, if we, if we really, you know, kind of mean what we say and we really want to be, you know, kind of change agents and what we do, I think it, it adds a level of significance to how we're representing our, our country in Tokyo. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. It's been a, it's been a very rough couple of months, whether you're talking about a pandemic or you're talking about social justice issues. And I think we had a little appetizer of this at Rio. Um, and I think Frank kind of delivered to everybody the, you know, this is a come together moment, like, you know, regardless of where you are politically, the whole country is watching, you know, our Olympic team and specifically our swim team, because there's always high expectations for us whenever we get to the Olympics. Um, do you think that's an opportunity for that to be magnified in 2021 in Tokyo to demonstrate our unity, our resiliency, whatever adjective you want to use? Yeah, I mean, I, I can, you know, distinctly remember in 2016, I mean, Frank had a, had a great moment with our, with our Olympic team as we were outside of the Olympic Village uh, and, and as a group, uh, you know, collectively, uh, we sang God Bless America. And that was, a, you know, that was a, a, a come together moment. Um, you know, as we get to 2021, I, I, I think it, you know, it's going to look a little, little different and, and how we bring the group together. And um, I mean, I think we're going to, we're going to need and utilize every day that we have between our trials and the Olympic games to, you know, to, to, to really forge that spirit that was created in 2016 that propelled us uh, to success in, in Rio. And, you know, I, I'm going to lean, you know, heavily on, on the people around me and the experiences that others have had, because, you know, I'm, I'm certainly, you know, no expert when it, uh, when it, when it comes to this. I mean, I, I, in, in working with my own team, I'm, I'm still, um, you know, every day trying to get better with what's going on, uh, around the world for us to, and what's going on in our country for us, uh, to, you know, to, to be better, to be better humans, to, to be better people, to, to be better in, in our case, to be better, to be better men. And, and, you know, I guess the, the last thing on that priority list would be better swimmers. Uh, so, um, I, I, I feel fortunate that we, uh, that we have time, but I also am fully aware that, that, if we're not actively working on it, it's gonna it's gonna sneak up on you pretty quickly, in as we get to as we get to trials and subsequently as we as we get to the games. So, um, I'm you know I'm I you know talk about being you know super excited for that. I mean I, I or even being excited, it's, it's just kind of causing me to pause and just trying to be more thoughtful and. And, um, and, and what that, uh, and what that looks like and, and be more educated and what that looks like. And, um, again, just kind of rely on experiences, um, of others, uh, around us to help us be, uh, be a better team going into 2021. Um, you mentioned 
you know, when I mentioned international competition, you talked about, you know, you know, well, let's make sure that we check some boxes here in the United States first. And then, you know, what am I doing with my own team? A lot of these solutions begin locally. They begin like with what, you know, what are you doing? Um, and then you also talked about like the gut punch of the NCAAs being canceled and then the ensuing months after that. So within your small bubble of, of athletes and your staff and your family, how have you, how has Cal men handled the last couple of months? Yeah, we've, uh, I mean, we've, we've done a lot of listening, uh, to each other. Um, so, you know, we, you know, zoom is our, uh, is our new friend. Um, uh, you know, I feel like, uh, we can get a little zoomed out every now and then. So we, we've, uh, we, we've backed off on that on different times, points in times. Um, but you know, just trying to, trying to, to listen, uh, to each other, talk, trying to really create a, a plan of action, create a vision, uh, for, for where we want to head during the, during these times. And, and, um, and I, and I don't, you know, for a moment think that, you know, that, that we've got it figured out at, at all with it, with every day it changing. And I'm, you know, Dan, I'm such a, uh, a person that, that hates, um, you know, communicating, you know, what we do and where we are through the medium of, of social media, uh, through the medium of, of electronic communication. I mean, it's so impersonal that you can create any narrative that you want. You won't, you don't need the facts to get in the way of that. You can create whatever <laughs> narrative you want. Uh, so I, I, I like, uh, when, when, when we are as a group of, of, of guys are together, uh, and, and, you know, that's how, that's how we coach. Um, you know, that's how we, we work with our guys. And, and so it's been a challenge for me to, to, to use, as, you know, zoom or, um, or, or, you know, just something as simple as, you know, kind of email communication, group me communication, whatever we're doing in, in that, in that sort of medium to, to really connect with our guys, because it, I, I don't think you can really con convey, uh, you know, uh, empathy and understanding through, um, you know, through electronic means of communication. So, uh, that's, that's been a challenge. We don't have it, have it figured out just yet, but, um, I, and I, and I also think that it's just acknowledging where our guys are in this moment, uh, a little bit of it geographically. I mean, we have, we have our, our team kind of scattered all over the world right now and, uh, and, and what they're moving through, everyone has some different circumstances, um, in terms of their geographic location in regards to the pandemic. Um, and also just, uh, an understanding of where our guys are right now that are in Berkeley. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a challenge, uh, for them to, to, to really adhere to their social responsibility of, um, you know, going to, going to a pool, going back to their house and, and staying there. I mean, they're 18 to 22 year old guys. And for a lot of them, it's, you know, getting out and experiencing life. It's a perfect time to do that at 18 to 22. And, um, you know, with the restrictions that are, that are placed um, uh, within our city and County, it's, it's like, you can't do that. And, and so it's, um, it, it's, it's been a, it's been a challenging time. So I, 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 I worry about, um, you know, just kind of, you know, kind of the whole person, the, 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 the emotional uh, sort of stressors uh, that are, that are put on these guys because of the limitations that, that are put on their lives and, and, and having them understand that there's a, you know, that there's a, a, a 
you know, a greater responsibility based on what they're doing. They can always think like, oh, it's just me. I can go out and go to the beach and go do this, this. But those actions affects, affect, um, you know, so many others around them exponentially. So it, it's just those, those levels of, of boundaries and, and, um, and, and sort of, you know, the direction that they have to live their lives right now is, is I think, is a, is, a, is a challenge for them. It, it's tough for them they understand it. They, 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 they don't, you know, they're, they're intelligent guys. So they absolutely 100% get it. And, you know, by no means are I trying to portray the, or portray these guys as being, being selfish. They want to go do all this stuff, but it's like, it, it, this is hard. It's hard for everybody. I mean, you see it within, within your own families it's just like, okay, yeah, no, well, we, we can't go, you know, hang out here or go do this or, or, or go do, you know, right now in the, in the prime of, you know, summer league and summer league swimming out here where it's like the summer league world championships every year. It's like, well, we can't do that. You know, we, we can't, we can't go in and enjoy the, the, those moments. And so that's a, uh, I think it's a challenge uh, for everybody and, and it's, and it, and it causes me worry to, to see how our guys uh, handle this and move through this during this time. Yeah, there's definitely challenges. And I think everybody that's listening is aware like being in the Bay area for the last 50 to 60 years is kind of like ground zero for a lot of the social justice movements. And unfortunately it kind of was ground zero at the beginning of the pandemic as well, at least in the United States. Um, and you listed some of the unique challenges, any, any success stories out of just happened to be in such a robust location for all of this? Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, it is a. It is a great place uh, to to live uh, uh, because you 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 step back and and you're surrounded by um, you know such you know just brilliant people and and uh, you're surrounded by by people that are very well grounded in who they are and and their sort of purpose uh, in, in this, uh, in this area. Um, you know, it's, uh, one of our swimmers described it a a while back. He was a transfer that, uh, that, that went to a a different institution and, and, and described Berkeley as, you know, you know, the institution that he was at, it's like a lot of people are doing great things, amazing things. And they're going to tell you about it at Berkeley. They're doing those same great, amazing things, but they're just not going to talk about it. I mean, they're, it's just, they're, they're grounded in who they are and what they're doing. And, and um, it, it's, 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 it's great to have dialogue um, uh, with, uh, with those, those folks uh, within, within our area. And, and I think that's where the, where the successes uh, and the success stories come. It's just, especially with, with, um, with George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter movement, um, you know, having, um, having access and listening to, um, listening to, to coaches, listening to athletes, um, that talk about their experiences, uh, about being black and being in America. And it, it's, it's just, you know, caused me to, to, to pause and, and, you know, it may not sound as, you know, uh, success in, in, in the way that we define success, but for, for me to be able to, 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 to grow as an individual and, 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 and just like, man, I, I don't have to have the conversations, uh, with my son that, um, that a, that a, that a black parent is having with, with their son at this. I mean, my son is 11 years old, right. And this right. is the time when, um, when, 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 when parents, 
parents of, of an African-American you know, son or daughter are having a discussion uh, about what to do and how to act and, and what to wear. I mean, I, I never have to have that conversation with my son. And it's just, I mean, that's, that's been, that's been a, um, you know, in a roundabout way, that's been a, been a, been a moment in, in which I've been able to, to, to grow as an individual. And anytime I think you can grow as an individual, you step back and it's like, okay, you, you know, you're, you're progressing, you're, you're, you're moving in a, in a better direction. And, and, um, I feel like there's, there's, there's some, you know, success if we want to call it that in, in, in that way. And, and by, by no means, it, I think it's, it's one thing to talk about it and knowledge. It's another thing to, to have action with it. And, you know, just trying to, to, to think through that and, and, and how to, and how to, and how to be better at that is, has been a, been an important question that I've been asking myself. Yeah. Um, if I was going to, you know, compare the, the cow men, it's, it's kind of like the, New England Patriots where, you know, you've got these, these vets that know the system and a coach that's been there and he's always been successful and a couple good, you know, draft picks that are coming up through the system. So now you have a, a, a nice looking team with veteran leadership, some new blood, a great coach. The future isn't clear, but can you mix all of that together with the past couple of months and still come out with winning and success at the highest level at the end. Yeah. I just don't look as good in a cutoff hoodie sweatshirt. So I, <laughs> it doesn't get that cold out here for me to wear the cutoff hoodie sweatshirt. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think we, I think we benefit from that. I think we benefit from having a, a, a very uh, diverse uh, culture uh, within our team, uh, a very diverse, um, you know, you know, background interest levels, et cetera, with, within our, within our group. And I, I think that that helps us continue to, to, to grow, to be aware, to be, uh, to be thoughtful. Uh, and, and anytime you're, you're, you're challenging yourself with, with, um, with the ideas. I always love uh, one of the tenants of our, uh, of our Haas school of business. So we've got a couple of guys that have gone through the undergraduate uh, Haas school of business here, a couple of guys that are in the, in the Haas school of business here. One of the tenants, they have four of them. One of the tenants that they have is challenge the status quo. And I, 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 I love that idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that idea of, okay, well, this is, you know, this is how we've always done things. This is the status quo, but just challenging that, challenging that idea uh, is, is something that um, I, I think anytime we, we bring new athletes in uh, to our, uh, to our environment, we, we, we want them uh, to, to, to think through that too. We, we want them to have that idea of challenging the status quo. Anytime I bring a new, um, new staff members and a new coach in into our environment. Like we, we want them to, all right, challenge what we've always, always done, make it, make it better. You know, I think every coach would say like, we always want you to leave, leave the environment better from where you found it. And, and you know, as cliche as that sounds, I mean, I, I think you have to be active in doing that. And um, I, I think the, the moments that we're in right now um, allow us to, 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 you know, to one, to challenge the status quo, but two, to also really be active and, and leaving this environment better from where we found it. Um, speaking about the status quo, whenever I look at your personal pathway from 
you know, Texas to where you are now at Cal, um, and maybe even, you know, before then, it's not normal. I mean, and I would challenge anybody out there that thinks they know exactly how you got there to Cal to remember that you did coach at Maryland <laughs> at one point in time. <laughs> it's how, you know, if you would give me like a, a, like a reverse history of like Cal to how you started or regular history, um, I think it's interesting and the listeners would want to hear how you ended up here. Yeah, a little. I can do a little revisionist history too. And make it sound <laughs> a lot better than uh, than how I how I ended up here. No, I mean, I when I started, um, I mean, it's probably better for me to go forward rather than backwards. When I started uh, really swimming at a higher level, I was I was actually pretty good as a as an age grouper. I was by no means good as a collegiate level swimmer, but I was pretty good in the in the state of Texas as a as a age group ten and under swimmer. I mean, uh, I, I, uh, I, <laughs> I finished second at the, uh, the Texas age group, uh, state meet tags. Yeah, baby. Uh, so, uh, in the 50 fly, I can remember it, uh, to this day swimming at the, uh, at the natatorium in, in, in Dallas, the, the Lowe's natatorium. I, I think that's, uh, I think I pronounced that correctly, but, uh, way, way, way back when, um, and, and then, you know, I think a lot, like a lot of youth in sport, um, you know, kind of everyone, uh, you know, kind of hit that, uh, you know, puberty level differently and, and everyone got a little bit faster than me as I was still kind of, uh, you know, a, a runt at 11, 12, 13, 14 years old. And so kind of lost, lost the, uh, the passion for the sport when you, you know, when you have success, it's like your, your passion is, is driven by, by winning or having success, or at least, at least it was for me. And, and, um, and, and so when I took a break from that and, and came back to swimming in high school, I, I, I enjoyed the, uh, the aspect of getting better and, 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 and really looking at that and, and kind of knowing that that was on me and, uh, swam for a phenomenal coach in Clayton Cagle, uh, who's still on the pool deck. And I mean, it, I, you know, I know this is a podcast, so you can't see me smiling and thinking about him, but just so many great stories and it just, I mean, awesome. I mean, even to this day, when we, when we get together and, and go out and, uh, and grab dinner before I happen to be at the same meet, I mean, I, I never, you know, leave a conversation with them or, you know, leave a dinner with them without just laughing and reminiscing about uh, everything that we experienced. And during that time, we had some phenomenal swimmers, you know, uh, Jamie Roush, uh, you know, Joey Montag, Nat Baker, um, you know, Brandon Jernigan. I mean, these were all guys that were just, Andrew Livingston was a phenomenal swimmer from Clayton Cagle back in the day. And, you know, luckily I was a little bit older than those guys. So I wasn't getting qu quite beat up from them uh, as I was a senior. They were freshmen and sophomores in high school. So they got really, really, really good in those, uh, in those last couple of years of high school and, and went on to do great things. Um, but you know, from, from there, I, I think it was that idea of just trying to figure out how to get better and, and having a coach that was passionate about that, you know, that transitioned, uh, to my swimming career at UC Irvine, um, and, and a little bit of, uh, you know, kind of my educational background. I, I, I went in and, and, and was a, a electrical engineer at UC Irvine. And that kind of speaks to a little bit of how my, of how my brain works. I'm, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a voracious reader. I, I, I prefer solving problems and, and, uh, and, and numbers are, are better than words for me. So 
I mean, that's, that's kind of the, my, my pathway really in the coaching. And, and as I went from UC Irvine uh, to, to start uh, coaching, uh, I was fortunate during the summertime to swim uh, at Irvine Nova Aquatics, um, you know, coached by Dave Salo, just absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, really energized my love for the sport and challenged me to think about the sport in a different way and, and challenged me to think about my limitations as an athlete in a different way. And so when I, uh, when I finished uh, swimming at UC Irvine and had the crazy idea that I wanted to get into college coaching, um, you know, and, and, and really the, the goal at that point in time was to go back and be the head coach at UC Irvine at some point in time in my career, just because, um, I, I wanted to have others, uh, other college swimmers, um, at, at UC Irvine, you know, have a, have a great experience and love of the sport that I was experiencing with, uh, with Dave Salo at Irvine Nova Aquatics. And so, um, as I started out with, uh, with Irvine Nova Aquatics, I sent a handful of emails out to college coaches around the country uh, looking to, to get into a grad assistant position. Uh, Dave Salo was one at, at USC and thought that that would have been a good uh, way for me to get into college coaching, but also get a little bit of background into, uh, into the sport. I mean, not everything I was doing educationally was electrical engineering that has nothing to do with exercise physiology, uh, sports performance, uh, et cetera. So, uh, going into an exercise physiology program, uh, was something that I was also very, very much interested, uh, in doing. And so as I emailed a handful of coaches, I was, um, uh, knowing David Marsh as well as I know him now, I'm really surprised I got an email back from him within 24 hours. Normally it's like, uh, you, you know, two weeks or whatever. And, uh, you know, if David's listening, hopefully he's, he's chuckling. It was just timing as meant to be. And I went out uh, and, 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 and visited campus and, and visited the academic program. And uh, knowing what little I knew then at, at, you know, 24 years of age about college swimming and about, you know, how things, you know, work in, in terms of, you know, college staffing and et cetera. I mean, it was, it was just very, very, very fortunate for me to be there. And, you know, five years there from 2000 to 2005 uh, really put me in a spot to, uh, to, to be the head coach at Maryland. And I knew that being a head coach uh, was a stepping stone to help me to be uh, a head coach at a, at a program that, uh, that could compete for and, 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 you know, hopefully win national titles. And, you know, I just felt at the time there were a handful of programs that could do that. And um, in my mind, I had it as Maryland being a sort of a five to 10 year process for me to, to work through in order to be a, a head coach at an institution like Cal um, but again, it was sort of, uh, you know, fate had an interesting way of working out it. it, you know, two years in the Maryland, uh, Sandy Barber, who's the AD at, at Penn state, who was the AD at Cal at the time, um, uh, you know, reached out to me at, uh, at nationals in Indianapolis in 2007. I had a great conversation with her. Uh, I, uh, I remember calling my wife and kind of, you know, reliving the conversation that I had with Sandy and, and, um, and then, you know, kind of two weeks, two and a half weeks went by, didn't hear anything. And, you know, in my mind, it's like, okay, no big deal. It's like, I'm, I'm at Maryland for five to 10 years. And, um, and then uh, Sandy called, I, I flew out for an interview and, and long story short, uh, you know, ended up at, uh, ended up at Cal. And so now, 
you know, in, going into my 14th season at Cal. And again, it's, 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 you only know what you know. And uh, as I look back at it now, uh, I don't know if I would have hired me, <laughs> you know, 13 years ago, but, uh, but you, you know, uh, uh, I'm fortunate that, that Sandy uh, and, and Teresa Gould saw a lot in me um, and, and probably more than I saw in myself and, and, uh, and, 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 you know, offered me the, the position. So uh, uh, hopefully that, that gave you a, a, a rather long extended history of how I ended up uh, where I am, but, uh, but I'm, 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 I'm thankful for it because I, I know that there's a lot of things that had to fall in place uh, for me to be here. I didn't realize it at the time, but as you, as you get a little bit older, I'm not old. <laughs> I never think of myself at old. I have a vision of myself being in my mid-20s still. Uh, and it's probably because it's the level of humor that I have with our guys. But, um, it, you know, it's as I as I know a little bit more and a little more experience, I know that a lot of things had to fall in place. And I had a lot of really good people uh, helping me along the way uh, to get here that, um, you know, I didn't know what they were doing at the time. But but now as you as you kind of step back, you know, that they were very instrumental in, uh, in helping me to get to where I am. Sure. Um... First of all, I can't, I, my picture of you in my head is always with Cal on your shirt. So for me to even try and think back to other institutions is almost impossible. Um, and for those listening that are in coaching or thinking of getting into coaching, you know, you kind of, you, you mentioned it in passing, but just the idea of like, I'm going to email a couple people and see if they write back to me. You never know. Yes. So, you know, it's like that could be the start of maybe not a job, but at least an important relationship that helps you as a coach somewhere down the road. So reaching out is always really valuable. And then you also mentioned, you know, Coach Salo and Coach Marsh, um, who I would say, you know, you they're mentors. They, you know, they were people that helped guide you along the pathway. Um, any other mentors along the way? Um, yeah, I mean, and, you know, I, I – I had a, uh, a mentor and I say had in the past tense, uh, he passed away in 2018, uh, Ken, Ken Revisa, who's a performance psychologist and, you know, probably, you know, one of the, one of the country's, you know, most renowned performance psychologists, um, passed away in 2018 and we started working with him as a team in 2014 and just very instrumental to have somebody outside the sport, but somebody in sport, uh, be able to help with, um, you, you know, where our, where our program, uh, is some of the th uh, things that we're, you know, we're struggling with, uh, how to, um, you know, how to phrase things. Uh, and there's still a lot of revisit isms that I, that I use, uh, to this day. And it's, and it was, it, it was great. And I, uh, it, it was so valuable for me to have, uh, for one, to have Ken work with our team and, and he would come in, you know, a couple times a year, Skype a couple times a year with our guys. Uh, but it was more important for me to touch base with him, you know, once or twice a month over the phone and just saying, Hey, you, you know, how are you guys doing? Where are you at? You know, that sort of deal. Um, and that, that was really good just to spend time in conversation and thinking about, okay, where, where is, how is our team doing right now? Uh, and, and, and evaluating that and evaluating where we need to head and, and 
utilizing his experiences as, um, as a performance psychologist, his experiences in working with other teams and bringing that into our dynamic and, and, um, and having time and conversation where he would, you know, present ideas. And, and I would say, I don't like that idea. And, and this is why and we would, you know, we would discuss that and talk through that. And, um, and then, you know, and then him coming up with, well, how about this? Like, yes, that's all. It was just, it was so good for me to, to have someone like that, that could really uh, talk about their different experiences. And, and, and again, from outside of the sport right. and bring it into our sport was so valuable. I would sit there and watch, um, it, he was a longtime Joe Madden uh, guy. So when Joe Madden was with the Tampa Bay Rays and then went to the, uh, went to the Cubs as the manager. Uh, so when the Cubs were in town playing the Giants, go to, the, go to a baseball game and, and just watch the game through how he was watching it. And he would talk about different guys and, and, and what they were working on and just the different, you know, analogies he would use with, with, different, uh, with different athletes because of their personalities. It was... Uh, it was interesting. I mean, it was, it was really, um, it, it was, it was really uh, interesting to, to, to hear. And so he was a, he was an important mentor for me and, and, uh, and, and was uh, very important in working with our team. And so that was, that was really one of the things that I took away from my time with Ken is just having a mentor outside of the sport of swimming, having mentors within the sport is awesome because the, 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 the depth and the breadth of the conversation can be, can be bigger and greater, but having uh, a mentor outside of the sport uh, is equally, if not more important to have. And so Ken was, was huge for me in that way. Um, I'm sorry, Ken died because, you know, losing an important mentor is, is like, it's almost like losing a parent sometimes because they become confidence in, you know, in a certain part of your life that you don't, you know, you don't share with everybody. So I'm sure that was hard for you. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm glad you still have people that you can lean on, um, and you still have family and that sort of thing. So that's nice. Um, so you've lived in many places, uh, throughout your career, you know, you kind of like were developed in Texas. Are your sports allegiances tied to Texas or have you picked some up along the way? Yeah, I, yeah I've got to be careful on how I answer this. Don't say the Astros, time. man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's it's not a good time to be an Astro fan. You know, it was a great time in 2017. At the end of that, it was a great time to be an Astro fan. But I, I grew up going to the Astrodome and and uh, and baseball being a big part of my life and, and growing up and playing baseball. And so, you know, that was that was uh, an allegiance that that I've carried uh, carried with me. Uh, you know, being in Maryland in 2005 uh, when the Astros were in the World Series, um, and and just <laughs> forcing myself to to you know your experience this with being on the West Coast is the best way to watch sports because you know uh, uh, you know seven uh, seven o'clock tip um, you know on the East Coast or eight o'clock tip or you know whatever it may be. I mean, it's still five up five o'clock out here, man. I can stay yeah. awake, and and so just forcing myself to stay awake to watch that World Series in two thousand five was <laughs> was a challenge. And so, 
to, I, I'm not going to talk about anything beyond 2017, <laughs> uh, but uh, just uh, seeing them, uh, you know, win the world series in 2017 and, 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 and obviously now, you know, understanding the circumstances behind that, you know, certainly, you know, taints that and, and dampens that, but that, that excitement in that moment, in that time was, 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 just pure joy uh, when they when they won in 2017. It was it was it was awesome. Again, I'm not um, you know I'm not for a moment saying that I that I still feel the same way about it as I did then. But in that moment, it was it was uh, it was it was wonderful. And and then just you know kind of following um, you, know, you know the Rockets. It's always tough to to say that out here in the Bay Area with kind of the, the Rockets Warriors. Uh, rival rivalry over the years, uh, but that was always uh, a huge thing for me to follow. I, I never uh, really got into the Houston Texans because I was a Houston Oilers fan, and then they moved to Tennessee. And then, you know, when I left uh, Houston, you know, Texans kind of came in, so really didn't feel an allegiance to that team per se. But uh, I would I would certainly say, um, you know, kind of the Astros and the Rockets are, are two teams that. That, that I would follow and, and, you know, then just kind of being a, a, you know, sports fan in general, just loving, you know, loving sports. Uh, uh, you know, my, my wife, um, you know, graduated from Auburn. So, you know, watching the Auburn Alabama game is a must and, you know, and I know who I need to root for in that game for sure. So, you know, just, just watching that and seeing some of the, you know, dramatic wins that Auburn has had over Alabama has, has certainly, um, you know, in our household, uh, you know, the, the volume level, you know, has gone up to 11 during those, uh, during those moments. Um, but, but no, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's been, it's been fun to, to follow, follow things from afar and then just being fans, fans of people, right. I mean, being fans of, uh, of, you know, you know, when I grew up, it was Akeem Olajuwon being a fan of, uh, of Akeem Olajuwon being a fan of, of Nolan Ryan being a, uh, but that that even carries over to uh, you know to even to my profession you know being being a fan of Greg Nian, being a fan of Yuri Sugiyama, I mean just seeing uh, seeing those guys you know do what they do has yeah. uh, been being a fan of David Marsh being a fan of Dave Salo. I mean that, it's just it's good to see um, you, you know those those uh, those folks have success in, in what they're doing. So yes, the the sporting piece carries over but I'm, I'm kind of you know more fan of people which is hard to do in professional sports with everybody moving around yeah. uh so but it's uh, but I, I i certainly uh, um you know that that's kind of my 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 long answer to that short question no that's good answer and it's it kind of leads into you know we in usa swimming are preparing perhaps to start getting into some local competitions and you know, having our sport return to something that looked like it did before with some, you know, competition meets. But the professional sports, we're less than a month away from, maybe even just weeks away from the NBA bubble and Major League Baseball um, all getting started. Do you have cautious optimism? Do you think it's a mistake? You know, how are you approaching? Yeah, ca cautious optimism, right? I mean, I think we all I mean, I love that live sports are on now. I mean, I'm, I'm watching MLS soccer for the first time because I just want to, I want to see some sport, you, you know, and, uh, 
it's been uh, it's been fun to to see the PGA Tour kind of come back and, and get going. It was great to see uh, you know Colin Morikawa win last weekend, Cal Bear you know getting it done. It was a great playoff, and it's but it's interesting to to watch. Uh, you know, it, like even in that moment, and knowing that sports will not have fans, um, you know, something as simple as as you know PGA Tour golf with no fans out there when you know. Uh, you know, Justin Thomas sinks a, a you know a fifty foot birdie putt, and you can hear him screaming. And you don't hear the fans erupting, and 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 then you know you know more uh, more putting in a, a birdie putt on his birdie putt in that first playoff hole. It, it's it's just it's weird. I mean, it's there's no other way to say it. I mean, because in both of those instances you would have, you know, just the crowd around that at that point in time in that particular sporting event would have absolutely erupted. So if you think about, uh, if you think about an NBA game and, and somebody hitting a buzzer beater, I mean, part of the excitement of that is the crowd reaction of looking back in the background and seeing everybody, you know, explode and the volume go through the roof, how they, you know, pan out and capture that from a, uh, you know, from a fan perspective, watching on TV, we're just not going to have that. It's going to be so weird. Uh, you know, someone hitting a walk-off home run, it's going to be so weird to watch. So I am, uh, I'm definitely cautiously optimistic uh, because as these sports get up and get off the ground and get moving, it just, it, it provides a template of, of what to do, what not to do uh, from a collegiate standpoint. And, you know, being in collegiate sport and, and having it part of, you know, every fabric of your being of, you know, being involved in it as a fan, being involved in it uh, as an employee, being involved in it, you know, as a coach, um, you know, you, you want to see these sports uh, get off the ground, be successful, give you a pathway to say, okay, this is how we need to do it. We need to avoid this, et cetera. So it, it does, it does. Um, I'm, I'm cautiously uh, optimistic uh, just and how that relates to, to what we're doing, um, you know, hopefully here uh, in, a, in a couple months time. You want to break any news, give us some inside PAC 12 information. <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm always the last uh, <laughs> one to know. So I know those conversations are being had at a high level. Um, I always, uh, I always think back and chuckle about uh, our former men's basketball coach here at Cal, Mike Montgomery, um, you know, Hall of Famer, was a longtime Stanford coach, coach for the, uh, was head coach of the Golden State Warriors for a little bit. Mm -hmm. But Mike Montgomery would always, you know, walk down the hallway and, and stop in and say, you know, Durden, your job is the easiest. You just yell at him to go back and forth uh, faster and that's it. That's all you have to do. And so, like yeah, your job is your job is super easy. It's like my I got I have to diagram plays and you know figure out I've got a defense going you know that I have to figure out your your job is easy and so you know knowing that my job is easy I'm I'm usually the last to know on the on the more complex decisions as 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 things trickle down so uh, I just have to get out on the pool deck and yell at my guys to go faster and that's it. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> well, I know better than that, Dave, but I want to be respectful of your time here. I appreciate you uh, giving, uh, coming in here with me early on this, uh, on this Thursday. Yeah, Thursday it is. <laughs> uh, so before I let you go, any uh, personal social media, 
website or even for Cal uh, that you want to share in case somebody wants to go look up uh, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to follow me on social media, you're going to have a hard time finding it. Cause I, <laughs> I don't have uh, anything, but we do have a good, uh, oh, uh, what's that? We could follow your wife. <laughs> yeah. My wife is a, is a great follow. If you want to follow my wife, she's, she's the one that gives you the inside of what's going on. But for me, uh, uh, you know, I, I stay off of those uh, platforms. Um, uh, I, I feel like it's a black hole that I would like <laughs> lose, the, you know, years of my life going down and just, uh, uh, you know, being more consumed with uh, tweeting and Instagramming and, and getting the right photo and getting the right hashtag and getting the right statement out. It's like, I, I'm, 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 pretty simple. I'm kind of, uh, you know, beer and peanuts. I'm not, uh, you know, something as, uh, you know, something as complex as, uh, as, as the social media world. So, uh, no, my, my wife's a good follow, but, uh, you know, for, for, uh, for fans of our program, uh, I know calbears.com and I know that our, uh, that our media folks, uh, do a phenomenal job with, uh, keeping everybody up to date with what's going on with Cal swimming, uh, through that, through that Instagram, through that, uh, Twitter handle, and I don't even know what it is. I, 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 I don't look at it, <laughs> but I, I know that they, they, uh, they're, they're, they're out there doing a good job because I hear from my wife. Oh yeah, yeah that was a nice story here. That was a nice photo here. They're doing a great job with this. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you can find that. Yeah, I'm sure you can find that if you go to calbears.com and, and, and follow Calmen Swimming on Instagram or follow Calmen Swimming on, on, on Twitter. Uh, but the best way to, to keep up to date with me is to call me, <laughs> you know, but I'm not going to give out my phone number on this <laughs> podcast, but uh, uh, yeah, to call me or text me, that's the best way to keep up with what's going on. Cause I, I still don't do a great job with, uh, with, uh, with, with emails. I'm much better uh, just talking to somebody over the phone. Well, thank you so much, Dave. I appreciate it. No problem. Thank you, Dan. And thanks again to coach Dave Darden for taking some time um, to help us, launch this one year out from the Olympics. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, a couple things before we sign off today. Uh, social media links. The Cal Men's Swimming link that Dave was referring to is at Cal Men's Swim. C-A-L-M-E-N-S-W-I-M. And uh, if you're looking for more information about Olympic trials, or Olympic news, the countdown. Of course, you can go to the USA Swimming website. If you go to the banner at the very top of our website, there's a countdown to Olympic trials, and you can click on there for more information. Um, and if you're looking for specific information regarding the Olympics themselves, uh, the site to go to is olympic.org backslash Tokyo hyphen 2020. So once again, that's olympic.org backslash Tokyo hyphen 2020. Thanks for listening today. I really appreciate it and I hope you're enjoying it. Regardless of what service you use to get your podcast, please make sure to rate and review. Um, I read the reviews, so please you know, feel free to share. And I hope you have a, a great great week and uh, check out all the links as we get ready to launch this one year out from the Olympic Games. Thanks for listening to Kick Set with USA Swimming. 
Check out www.usaswimming.org slash kickset for more episodes and add kickset to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes.